Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Boy, we left everybody hanging after that last episode. I hope so. This Ex- is the psalm they've all been waiting for. Yeah, excited for Psalm 29 today, and I am. Yes. I, I'm. Let's just jump into it. Let's do it. I, I'm really super excited about what we're going to get to talk about this week. Psalm 29, I will be reading today from the English Standard Version. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name, worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters, the God of glory thunders, the Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, all cry, Glory! The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. The voice of the Lord. I was going to ask you. Powerful refrain. Do you think this psalm may be about the Lord? (laughs) Perhaps even about his voice. (laughs) 18 times Yahweh is... okay. Named in this psalm, seven times the voice of the Lord is mentioned, Mm. the call of Yahweh, seven times, seven thunders, Mm -hmm. if you will. There's no way at all to claim that in Revelation, the seven thunders that we don't get to hear what they say is connected to the psalm, but I can't help but think of them. (laughs) I can't help but think of that when I see this thundering of the voice of the Lord. Even that thunder is such powerful imagery, isn't it? Yes. Uh, To shake uh, the ground and the earth. I can imagine the psalmist perhaps being out on a balcony or out in a field somewhere and noticing a huge storm, contemplating it, uh, and, and drawing the connection to the great power of Yahweh. This psalm, more than any of the ones we have read so far, I've been learning so much, I don't want to say more than any psalm, because I I fear that I'll get, you know, 25 more psalms in and find one that I say, no, no, this is even more. But more than any we've read so far is really about the emotion of the imagery. Mm. It's Mm -hmm. really about creating a word picture that just sets me into a scene. Yeah. That helps me feel everything the psalmist is feeling and helps me mentally in my mind's eye experience what the psalmist is experiencing and perhaps because of our space you know the the time that has passed and we're on this different continent from where this psalm was written um, this imagery connects for me better than some of the others I was never there to experience what was like walking up the hill to when the temple stood or the tabernacle, those kinds of things. But getting caught out in the rain, um, having a, a storm and a, and a thunder rattle the window panes of the house, I've had experiences like that. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and the, the sense of smallness, 
because of this display of power that is so great and so beyond me. I'm there. And so my identification with this psalm and some of the things he's expressing is more immediate because of this imagery. This, okay, so this psalm pictures God in a way that I'm not sure today we are familiar with or appreciate. Okay. I'll just, I think what I have heard from people is that folks, folks today are far more familiar with Elijah Mm -hmm. going up to the mountain. Yeah. And there's the thunderstorm and the fire. But God is found in the still, small okay. voice. First Kings 19, yeah. And they're just, oh, see, that's God. God is the still, small, peaceful voice. And I think when that's our exposition of that event for Elijah, we are probably missing the point. I don't think, I don't think that the point of that account is to tell us this is what God is like. He's just a, a peaceful, gentle breeze. Uh, I could be wrong about this, but I think that story with Elijah is supposed to demonstrate to Elijah that that the gentle breeze, the slow working wind eventually causes the same amount of change that the thunderstorm does. It just is longer. It's not immediate. And God is trying to demonstrate, you know, Elijah wants something immediate. He wants right. it now. Right. And God is pointing out that he's got a long-term plan yeah. that it, that's, that's going to whittle away at and erode away at the world and its works on the long-term scale. I think that's what that's telling us. But so many people, that's that's the way we envision God as the calm, gentle breeze. But David says, thunderstorm. I don't know if that came over the microphone, but I mean, that's the rattling, the banging. I think about a time when I was in Kansas going to college. All right. Tornado Alley. And... The, the sirens are going off. We can hear the, the noise, the thunderstorm, the lightning is striking. And we're having to go out into the hallways down on the first floor where there are no windows. I mean, it's like being in high school when we had these, yeah. th- these tornado drills, putting books over the back of your neck. And then when it was all done, I, at the time, I was actually working with a carpenter and we would do trim carpentry. We actually ended up doing some of the repair work on some Mm. of the houses that were destroyed where they did some rebuilds Mm -hmm. and we came in and, and, uh, when you just looked around at the devastation caused by the storm, cedars broken, foundations rumpled and crumpled because they had this, this storm had just hit them and just broke them. Some houses just removed off their foundations. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the picture that's the picture. And David is giving us a story. If we just if we just sit in the imagery, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. We've got a storm that's developing out over the Mediterranean. And just think about the crashing waves, mm-hmm. tidal waves that are just coming and beating against the shore. And the the clouds and the thunder and the lightning and the wind, and it comes across the land Mm -hmm. and it covers Syrian, which is Mount Hermon, Mm -hmm. which is a mountain that is up in the north Mm -hmm. of Israel, kind of the boundary between Israel and Lebanon. And here's this, it's, and it's the highest mountain in the area. Mm Mm-hmm. And so here is this storm that is so violent, it makes that mountain skip like an ox. Now, I just want you to imagine for a moment being outside in that. Yeah. 
terrifying. If you could imagine David, even as king from his palace looking north, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wouldn't know because I've never been there. You might know. Can you see Herman from Jerusalem? I would think you could. No. You not, can't? Not not the, the no. Uh, I don't believe so. Yeah. See, I would, I would think that as tall as that mountain is, you ought to be able to. But either way, you're seeing that storm in that direction. The border of Lebanon? I mean, the whole thing is only like 90 miles from top to bottom. Yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but you can see the storm coming across. I mean, that's that's a that's a thing where you see the storm that is, and it's causing this mountain range to skip and jump, and now it's heading south, mm-hmm. and it's coming towards you, and then it's going over you, and then it's going to the south, and you're going to the wilderness of Kadesh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... It's a massive storm covering all of this promised land. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. And he says, all of this is about, you want to know what God is like? He's like that. Yeah. You want to know God's power? That's his power. That's the voice of the Lord. That's, he's the God of thunder. So without using the name Baal, although we talked about Elijah just a moment ago, This is an apologetic against Baal. This is taking the power away from that pagan god of fertility who had control over the reins, allegedly. That's why they worshipped him. And saying, no, it is Yahweh who has power over all of this. Some people suggest that this may have even been a song that was co-opted from Baal worshippers. Really? Yeah, they argue that. Oh, yeah, this has all the marks of a song of the uh, of all the people around Israel, and this is the kind of song they would have written about Baal being mm. the god of lightning and storm and thunder, way before Thor. Yeah, that's the the god of thunder that we all know. Yeah, little way G, before, way before <laughs> Thor, and. But what David has done is co-opted this psalm to kind of stick it to the Baal worshipers to show them, no, no, it's not Baal, it's Yahweh. Hmm. Now, I, of course, you know, I, I haven't dug just super deeply on that, but there, there's others that point out that ah, there's really not quite as much evidence for that as folks would like to claim. There's, there's a whole lot of conjecture and, you know, there, there may be about as much evidence for that as there is for Q. <laughs> it's, it's the fact that we have a theory that we want to fit more, yeah. than, more than we've got any actual songs from those nations that look like this. Well, yeah, and, and that's really the challenge, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. what you don't have is the tunes from... That's exactly right. <laughs> now, that being said, again, I haven't studied all that. I could, I, I'm just telling you the different things I read that, where they explained this. Um, if, if David knew of a song that was sung by Baal worshipers that honored Baal like this and said, I'm going to stick it to you, but I'm going to steal your song and I'm going to point out who this is really about. I don't have a problem with that. But at the same time, I don't think we have to go there to recognize that he's sticking it to the Baal worshipers. Yeah, the content, the content throws down Baal. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no God that's like this. Your, your God that you think is the God of thunder no, there's only one God, man, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. <laughs> so, references. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so the voice of the Lord over the waters, the God of glory thunders, the Lord over many waters. So we've got him God over the waters. We've got him God over the forests. We've got him God over the mountains. We've got him God over the wilderness. And so basically what we have is him God everywhere and at all times. It's a powerful, powerful picture of the power and the voice of the Lord. And I will say this, for me, what it says to us is the voice of the Lord is supposed to be followed. Mm. The voice of the Lord strengthens his people. Verse 11, the Lord will give strength to his people. We're going to be strengthened by his word, by his voice. I'm excited about this week. Let's go ahead and put a pin in it for now. Let's wrap up here. We'd love to hear what you're thinking, what you've heard. What uh, what are you getting from Psalm 29? I, I think, uh, you know, on first glance, it seems like, well, there's just a little bit here. It's just about the voice of the Lord, but I'm telling you. We're going to dig into this as the week goes on. There's so much here. We just don't even have time to talk about it all. We'd love to hear what you're learning from it. Send us a message at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Andrew, why don't you wrap us up with a prayer? Our great God and Father, we are humbled before your mighty voice. We get a sense of it as we read Psalm 29, and we thank you for it. Your greatness and your power that is above us and beyond us. We are small. You are great and you are mighty. We thank you that you are so tender. We pray, God, that we might take strength from your voice and your word, even this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.